Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that doesn't want to know what's in the bad tea. Drink it hot so that the hurt covers up the <laughs> whatever. The best line. <laughs> yeah. The pain should match the tea. Did he say so the hurt covers up he the said pain? The, he said the pain. pain. Whatever. But yeah, whatever. Anyways. Hey, my name's Austin and I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And we say that because it's the noobs and the Whovian, which I completely skipped over. Uh-oh. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week, except for when we don't, and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 157. Just 43 more to go. Yeah. What? <laughs> Covering series 10, episodes 11 and 12, World Enough and Time, and the Doctor falls. Now, this is the one where the Doctor and Bill land on a 400-mile-long spaceship. Bill dies and gets turned into a weird-looking Cyberman thingy, kind of marbobber. And <laughs> Nardole gets stuck with the dumb humans. Also, Bill didn't die. She got taken away by Water Girl to see the universe. <laughs> oh. And we, we didn't mention at all in the super short recap that the Master was here times two. There is way too much That had nothing to do episode. with this story at all. I mean, I Honestly, thought the, su- I thought the super short recap was going to be like, this is the one where... Uh, the master meets the master, and then later on, the doctor meets the doctor, and something. No, nothing. The, the, the no. master literally had nothing to do with this. If the master uh, did not exist, none of none of this would have mattered. It could have all. This could have come up with a better worse episode without the better villain. The ma- better me, villain. The masters. You could have used a different villain that was controlling the Cybermen. Or hey, just this was a uh, story no number two seventy five. <laughs> Now that we know how Trip feels about things. <laughs> Originally airing June 24th and July 1st, 2017 to 5.01 and 5.32 million viewers. I'm always fascinated when the second half of the episode gets more viewers. Yeah. Like, what were they thinking for the first 10 minutes? <laughs> uh, this one was written by Stephen Moffat. You may have heard of him. And it was directed <laughs> yeah. by my favorite director to say, Rachel Talele, the presumably Scottish uh we don't even know, do we? No, we, do, we, do, we don't. No, no, no. We could totally I'm, be I'm absolutely butchering her name. Because that's the thing. Talele is not a Scottish name. It's just no. the way I say it. <laughs> in a, yeah. in a admittedly horrible Scottish accent. Yes. Or, or Irish on. accent. I don't even know which one. Wow. Um, she did Dark Water slash Death in Heaven, which was another Missy Cyberman story. Oh, yeah. Two-parter. She also did Heaven Sent, Hellbent, the best 12th Doctor story, Fight Me. Okay. So a two-parter. Then she did this two-parter, and she's going to be back next week for Twice Upon a Time, which is not a two-parter, but does involve two doctors and has twice in the title. So, and mm-hmm. I don't think that <laughs> Maybe counts. there's a connection. No, so it counts. <laughs> Fight me. No, no I, I did think it was interesting that, uh, you know, this, this is her third two-parter. And by the way, that's it. She did these three two-parters, and then she does next week, and and that's her whole thing so far with Doctor Who. So I was like, man, she's got like a thing for two-parters, uh, as well as Missy Cyberman stories. That was that was really cool. And, you know, not that not that all three of them were, but <laughs> at any rate, under miscellaneous trivia, there have been multiple Doctor stories. We've talked about those: the the three Doctors, the five Doctors, the two Doctors. Wasn't there a two Doctors? I think there was a two Doctors. We've seen Time Crash. Um, we are now aware, thanks to the spoilerific next times, yeah. that um, actually it wasn't that was time. at the end of the actually episode. yeah it was at the end of this episode that we are coming up on another multiple doctor uh, story. Uh, oh well, pff, let's not forget the fiftieth episode, fiftieth uh, anniversary episode mm. where we had um, 
so many we, we decided to have so much of a multi do, multiple doctor episode that we had to make up a doctor to oh, cram yeah. in an extra one <laughs> and then uh brought back kind of the classic who doctor baby kind, kind of? of yeah i remember the um yeah the fifth doctor appeared as uh crap what was his name uh, it wasn't the custodian what was it? <laughs> what was it the, I don't know, the librarian art inspector i don't know it was art inspector the oh man i'll think of it later anyways however this is the first multiple master story and Uh, i don't know why i wrote stories in the notes it's because it's not it was stories two episodes yeah Yeah, but it's it's one story so uh throughout uh classic who we've we've never had and and for that matter up until now we've never had multiple incarnations of the doctor in the same i'm sorry of the master in the same episode now uh and jared jared may touch on this i'm not sure but there apparently have been episodes where it wasn't strictly multiple masters but like i don't know the master created a robot of himself or something similar yeah there have been that kind of thing but like as far as like for real you know multiple masters uh multiple incarnations of the master this is the first time. And if you don't count that Tom Baker shoehorn in the 50th mm. anniversary, this episode also marks the first time in like in an actual story that you have a classic who doctor appearing in new who. Mm. So again, we got to get a little hanky with it yeah. because it's not William Hartnell. It's uh, uh, Bradley. I can't think of his first name. Yeah. Uh, but Bradley, the guy who played William Hartnell in Adventure in Space and Time. But it is, it is the first Doctor. So we've had a classic Who Doctor actor appear as not really the Doctor. Maybe the Doctor. They left it nebulous, but certainly not. He was certainly not the fifth Doctor. Yeah. That is very clear. Um, So this is actually the first time that we've had two, a a classic Who and a new Who Doctor um, in a full episode again. Barring time crash, bar, barring mm-hmm. that altogether. Um, so if you remember that there was a Cyberman hanging out in the cloisters during Hellbent. You guys remember that? He was there oh, for like yeah. a brief second. And we noted during our coverage of that episode that because we had that brief appearance of a Cyberman, that we upheld the so far up till then tradition of the 12th episode of a Moffat era season featured Cybermen and and we were stretching the definition there because it didn't it wasn't the baddie of the week but there was a Cyberman so we got away with it okay so we said we 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 held on to it there this episode brings us to uh the the fact that all three of Capaldi's finales as well as continuing on the 12th episode of each Moffat era season <laughs> have featured Cybermen. <laughs> because if you remember, we went from 13 episode seasons to 12 episode seasons yeah. with the 12th doctor. So that means, you know, the 12th out of 13th for a couple of seasons. And then all of Capaldi's, you know, finales, which were the 12th episode, every 12th episode of a season during Moffat's era has included the Cybermen. That's awesome. Up to and including, and therefore, uh ergo sum all of capaldi's finales that was the wrong latin phrase uh, <laughs> at any rate uh so yeah just a a couple of uh interesting i don't know overlaps of of things there that i thought were were worth noting but 
it's one of those things where I go, do we always have to do this Iron Man? <laughs> do you guys remember um, at one point we like did like, I think there was like three finales in a row that featured the Daleks. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, for crying out loud. Keep and so they gave that else. up for a little while for, for Matt Smith. And then, and then they were like, you know what? Let's make the Cybermen in every finale thing. moving forward. So, Weren't anyway. they supposed to be the next big villain because the Daleks were going to get their own show? What? Uh, or no, they sold the rights to the Daleks and the Cybermen. Or no, no, that, that was the Ice War or Warriors. They were supposed to become the new big villains. I don't know Never what you're mind. talking about. I, I this is sounding vaguely familiar, but I'm as sketchy on the details as you sound right now. So I yeah, don't never mind. Talk about <laughs> right now. Anyway. Um, we do have some some fun, however, uh, classic Who Cyberman stuff uh, that I think Jared is is going to cover some of it, and uh, and if not, I'll. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. He's he's going to catch us up on why when the doctor said uh, they've been this. This colony ship is from Mondas. Why that was so important. <laughs> so, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right. Google Fi has, uh, excuse me, Google has their own cell phone service it's called Google Fi. And that, that's why, that's why I st- said it that way. Yeah. Stuttered a little bit. Uh, for just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text on a single line and then pay $10 per gig of data after that. You can add on additional lines for $15 a line or you can just skip all of that. And just go straight to one of their unlimited plans. And uh, for a family like ours where you have four phones going, it's just $30 per line. $30 per line for four or five lines. Uh, If you're doing one line, it's like $60. Anything in between, I don't remember. So take a look and see if the flexible plan works best for you or the unlimited plan. But I guarantee you, whichever one of those you go with, you're going to pay less than if you're with like AT&T or Verizon because they're just way cheaper for whatever reason partly because they didn't have to build out all that infrastructure they were just mm. piggybacking on everybody else's stuff so uh, take advantage of of their uh ingenious work there and uh, go to noobs slash fi use that and it'll take you right over to google fi where you can sign up but it will get you 20 dollars off after your first month and it'll help out the show a little bit so what are you waiting for guys noobs slash fi get some awesome cell phone services would you uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. I wrote nope and and then I didn't ever put nope, but they didn't ever say the doctor falls, right? He said nope. it's where I stand, it's where I fall. So that was that was yeah. the tie in there, but I don't think we ever heard the phrase the doctor falls. And yeah. world enough in time is just sort of uh, a reference to that 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 weird time dilation thing that's happening here. The Cybermen would have world enough in time to figure out the doctor's plans and, uh, and, and uh, foil them before he could ever reach the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. So the creature of the week, Cybermen, as we've already said, um, they are inevitable like sewage cell phones and Donald Trump. <laughs> that was <so laughs> funny. That, that was so funny. Is it? I don't think that actually makes sense. What? He's inevitable. Is he Thanos? He's what does Thanos. that mean? Yeah, it is Thanos. I don't understand. Um, I don't. Now here's the thing. I don't ever remember them mentioning a current U.S. president before now. Why would they? There's no. Yeah, there's no. It's made in Britain. Right. They didn't even have a U.S. That's audience my point. Now. But they have now uh, referenced Trump twice because if you remember in the final episode with the monks, uh, what was that? The Lie of the Land. Yeah, he appeared on the on the screen 
Remember? Yeah. There was like Martin Luther King and like a bunch of other famous people or whatever. And then, and Donald Trump flashed up there for a minute. Uh, so I thought, I was like, wow, that is, that is, um, interesting, interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, under Jiggery Pokery, holy cow, do we have some stuff to talk about with the Sonic. First of all, we saw the, we confirmed our suspicion from last week that that was, in fact, a Sonic umbrella that Missy was carrying. Yeah, Because yeah. we kind of wondered. Which now just tells me that, um, I don't know if we've ever done a segment on the show. I know we had our, our famous Willy Wonka segment uh, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't remember if we ever did our full-on Mary Poppins is Mary Poppins a Time Lord? Did we ever did we ever fully flesh that out? When we talked on about the show. It. I don't know. I don't remember, but we didn't I make it a point still, five. But. Something who knows? Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure she was as Mary Poppins as you've ever seen her in this episode because she was wearing that the hat the crazy the freaking hat. Corbin was like, I love that hat, that and she was hilarious. carrying an umbrella. Didn't um, she have the like black flowy dress too? Kind of. She's kind of kind always of. had. That style of it's dress. It's more yeah. scraggly. Though. She's always been a little Mary Poppins to me. And then when she was carrying the umbrella and wearing the hat this week, I was like, yep, like Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just needs a handbag to complete the costume. Yeah, that's right. Um, I referred to him as Prime Minister Master, though we've been calling him Sims Master. Yeah. Has a Sonic. Just broke that sucker out this week. I don't remember ever seeing that before. Well, I mean, if Missy has one. I mean, it totally makes sense. It's Time Lord technology. Yeah, yeah. It, ma- it makes sense. I just don't remember us ever seeing it before. Did you notice his had three little barrels at the end with <laughs> yeah. lights on them? Uh, it was like, yeah. His his Each Sonic one does was something different. Pretty dang cool, and it extended too. It yeah. extended oh, just like uh, yeah, uh, eleven, uh, not elevens, uh, nine and tens Sonic that extended. What's up, Corbin? Who did he fight? Was it? Who did he fight? Uh, he was just blasting the Daleks. No, no. I mean, when we first saw him, he was against uh, 10, right? Like, I think. Huh? Yes. The first time we encountered the yeah, Sims Master. Is that when was he was 10. eating people? I think actually. No. Actually, no, that, that was like the second or third. Wait a minute. Because the Sims Master died. He sacrificed himself to stop the Gallifreyans from invading. He got yeah. shot. And then he got resurrected, but I don't remember which doctor that was with. You know, I think that was Eleven. No, I'm I'm thinking here. I don't think Eleven ever met the Master because he said in this Twelve said in this episode, the last time I saw you, you were on your way to Gallifrey, and that was the episode, the end of time, where. Gallifrey came out of the bubble and oh. and grabbed him and he got sucked back in because remember they, uh, Gallifrey was trying to come out uh, like reemerge or whatever into the universe and and so they like I don't know shoved him back in I don't remember and the master ended up with him and that was the Sims master and we did yeah. not see this the the Sims master again the next time we saw the master was as Missy and that was twelve so eleven never interacted with the master. That's blowing my yeah, mind. I've never crazy. thought about that. Definitely, definitely fought the Daleks. Definitely fought the Cybermen. Apparently, the Master just isn't as prominent anymore, minus Missy. Well, no, it's just like it's like we just took some time off because we had how many episodes with with the Sims Master? I mean, like we had him like being three. It was probably only two or three, and like that All might of a sudden, be. I can't think. When did we first meet him? Was that when he was resurrected and was eating people and stuff? No, because that was the first one, was it? He was resurrected because that previous incarnation had fully died. He got yes. shot. Yes, that was the freaking gremlin doctor 
the worst <laughs> thing in this entire show. <laughs> that was so weird. The gremlin died. It was during that episode, at the very end, he got shot. By Lucy Saxon, his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. So he got shot. And then the next time we see him, his followers resurrect him, and that's when he starts that's eating raw eating. chickens and live yeah. people. No, it wasn't raw chickens. It was just he ate a whole cooked chicken like wow. in oh. 30 seconds it was or something. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Watching him eat that hamburger made me want to eat a hamburger so bad. Because oh he, he was yeah. just watching like, him eat that chicken made me want to puke. Yeah, that part was was not and as when he was like jumping sixty feet just to catch up with that person who was running away. Right. And right. flashing like skeleton x-ray effect that that was just dumb. all that was the second time we saw him and i think those were the only two times he appeared well aside from this episode i think it it would have been three or four there there was definitely two before corbin don't go looking anything up okay trust me because there's stuff spoilers yeah um uh what was i getting ready to say um because we the, the the at one point when we saw him it was as Yana, way off in you know oh, the yeah. end of the universe. Wow! Oh, inside yeah. you know as as the doctor, yeah, Doctor Yana, and then it turned out oh that was that was actually the master, <laughs> and I don't know it's confusing. But at any rate, the master had a sonic. <laughs> the doctor used his as a communicator, and it bothered me. Yeah, did it bother y'all? That doesn't make. I sense. I mean, granted, I guess Eleven used his as a microphone. So that's this is different. He was he different. was hooking it up. I mean, it's, is it different? That kind of makes sense if it's Sonic. It's the mm. most Sonic thing it's done all season. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but he literally just talked into it like a mic, like he was holding a microphone on stage. Talked into it to communicate with like Nardole or somebody. Like, are you? Are you? Have you been? Have you been busy or whatever? It Did was. they like, clearly have like a receiving device or was it like straight I into his head? I don't even remember actually. Yeah, he I said, don't remember. Nardole, have you been Might have been useful? over a speaker or something. Yeah, at any rate. And then, yeah. um, and then it, oh my gosh, in the single, okay, as, fine. He used it as a communicator. Fine. Whatever. He then used it to literally suck the programming out of a computer. Not download it, Literally, literally grab it, suck, suck it off the screen. The light from the screen. That's how Sonic works, and that's how computer programming works. Yeah, like, you have to suck the visual data off the screen. I feel like that bothered me. Some sort of remote download would be like, oh, that's cool and interesting technology. Yeah, if, the, if the lights had done a you know one lap around the end of the thing, and then he goes, oh, now I've downloaded it all. We would have understood that. We yeah. all used Bluetooth and Wi-Fi before. Yeah, Why yeah. did he have to go like? I mean, like if that had been the '60s or something, movie or the '70s, and it's like I don't know how do computers work. I don't know. Probably suck the light out of the screen. That sounds reasonable. Um, Yeah, you know. But we all understand how downloads work. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but there are some people that don't get it, and maybe those were the people writing this episode. Oh, okay. Well, ooh. Oh, shots fired. Never mind. Okay. Uh, the question slash Doctor Who, haven't had a visit on this part of the checklist in a while. Uh, the master, or excuse me, Missy says his real name is Doctor Who. He chose it to be mysterious, but dropped the Who when he realized it was a bit too on the nose. I loved. <laughs> That's fine. Loved, loved, loved everything about Missy posing as <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who. That was great. I loved it. Just I loved that she chase. said it like 
three times. And Bill's like, uh, that's not his name. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Trip. She just cut to the chase. I'm I'm saving us literal minutes, people. You know, like <laughs> that whole scene there. That's one of those opening, oh, by the way. So we haven't had this in a while. Did y'all did y'all realize this was one of those openings where I paused it about 15 times oh, in the yeah, first yeah. nine <laughs> minutes because I was typing so many things. Um, and a lot of it was her um her whole bit there. We'll come back to her other statements in that. Don't worry. Uh, let's see. Um, Adventures in closed captioning. Um, uh, oh gosh, what was the guy's name? Razor, uh, the master. Before we knew master, it was the master. Yeah. Which, by the way, again, I knew the master was in this episode before the ridiculously spoilery next time uh, ruined that reveal for us. We'll come back to that later. I remember the master being in this episode, even after the episode started. Did not remember it was Razor. It was a good bit into our interaction with Razor that uh, I went, yeah, I why are we spending so much time with this random guy? Oh my gosh, now I remember why. Um, at any rate, he said at one point that uh, she, Bill was able to pull off the the look of the, of the uh, what was it, the, 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 the um, heart unit, the chest piece unit, right? He's like, oh, you're able to pull off that look, basically, is yeah. what he was saying. And she goes, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, for... For most people, it all goes a bit vending machine. Like, you know, everybody else that wears yeah, that thing yeah. just looks like a vending machine. Closed captioning said bending machine. Which, Which, what is that? That sounds awful. That sounds like a malfunction and they get bent in half or something. <laughs> I was, like, I was thinking of Bender what? from Futurama, which I don't think y'all have ever seen. But he's literally a robot I, whose job is to bend things. So his name ah, is Bender. Clever. Yes. Uh, the March Towards 13. All right, so this, uh, again, something we haven't visited on the checklist here, but remember, we've we've talked before about how we're sort of setting the stage for the 13th Doctor being yeah. a woman. So we talked about the Corsair, right? There was the reference to the Corsair, um, always having that, to, ta- that, to, that tattoo, whether he was a man or a woman. Um, so this is a Time Lord that we have never even actually seen in New Who. Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe... We see the Corsair in Classic Who, but I'm not even sure about that. Um, but there, so there's the reference to the Corsair has been a woman before. We have had the general regenerate on screen. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. the appearance of Missy. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then we had the on screen regeneration of the of the general from a male to a female incarnation. Um, there's been uh, references here and there of. Um, the the wait a minute oh i might be remembering the future let me stick to the notes the doctor says when he and the master met he's pretty sure the master was a man back then he's pretty sure he was too but it was a long time ago yeah so i think this is the first explicit reference on screen that the doctor makes to having been a woman at some point am i am i are you remembering any examples I mean, mm, yeah, I know this is the first Well, one time. time he thought he was a girl, but well, yeah. when Eleven that. had long hair, yeah, yeah. Um, then, the, uh, so Bill says, so Time Lord's a bit flexible on the whole gender thing, to mm-hmm. which the doctor says, we are billions of years beyond your petty human obsession with gender and his associated stereotypes, mm-hmm. to which Bill says, but you call yourself Time Lords? And he says, yeah, shut up. <laughs> there is Time Ladies, though, right? Am I wrong? Um, well, but, but even that means that there is some gendering going on there. Right? Yeah. So no, he's that's like, my billions point. of years beyond your gendering, except for the fact that you call yourselves time lords and time ladies. Yeah. That was my point. Like even more so. Yeah. 
Yeah. But whatever. And actually, I'm trying to think if if Time Lady is ever actually. Oh yeah, we had Missy One say. Time. Yeah. Missy referred to herself as a Time Lady. But that could just totally be personal choice. True. Could be, yeah. It could not be a real thing. Uh, let's see. Other stuff we noticed. Didn't they teach you any of this in space school? He says to the blue guy. <laughs> I'm a minute. janitor. Wait a minute. I'm a, yeah. What happened to blue guy? Uh, I think he died. They just left so many oh, people no. kind of hanging. The doctor knocked him out with oh. the uh, Venusian so, Aikido, and then they went down, and, and we never saw him again. So basically, right? they went down the elevator, and then suddenly they came back up, like literally this and then second I, left, and then yeah. he wakes up later, and uh, Who knows? presumably he's what, just no, what still I'm saying there. Is, as far as on screen, we've never seen him again. How right? did they get back to oh. the TARD? Oh, right, magic teleportation or whatever. Okay. So then the TARDIS Wait, just left, no, he and just... he was left on that ship to eventually be sucked into a black hole. Wait, how did they get back to the TARDIS? Um, on that Bill, Bill took the doctor Remember back the... there, dropped him off or whatever, and then just left. Yeah, because Deus Ex Machina, Water Girl or whatever, just uh-huh. flew in and made everything happen at the end of the episode. And then since well, what did Bill... she do? She literally just teleported them to the TARDIS? Yeah, yeah. and they oh, thought geez. he was dead, and then Bill, like, I don't know, cried on him or something, and that <laughs> made him, tears? like... Start re- start regenerating a little say? bit. What did you say? The tears of a, a heart. What did you say? What did you say? Oh, what was it? said it? something really dumb that was completely accurate. When <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it was, yeah. The yeah, tears little, little of a true melting the, heart. The tears of a Cyberman can heal the wounds of any Time Lord or something oh, yeah, yeah, like that. No. And then that's literally, I mean, it's not literally. because Not he, literally. He was going to regenerate, but it was weird that when she cried on him, that tear that is where the regeneration energy showed up later. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that what happened? I didn't no. even notice remember, that. Remember later? Yeah, she she leaves, and then the regeneration energy, like, sparks out of his head where yeah. her tear was laying. Because where there's tears, there's hope. hope. Why can she cry? So, who's who? Uh, so, who is Mr. Razor? Uh, first of all, Corbin's favorite. He is okay, hilarious. All right, let's let's rank them. Razor and Nardole. Who, who, who's, who's your number one? Who's um, your number two? Nardole. Oh, I mean, I got I to gotta go with Nardole. Over we we yeah, just had more Nardole. time with him. Okay. If, all right. If you only knew Razor up to the reveal and didn't know that he was actually the master, does that, does that, he's still, I don't care he's that still he's the master. master. Okay. That doesn't taint it at all. No, no not at all. He, I, I agree. Funny. It almost makes me like him more. Yeah. He kept up that persona for Very 10 well. years. Yes. yes. That's yes. crazy. Mm. Absolutely. Um, he's all of his line. It's a clever lie. You see right through. I mean, it's just like so many. Big, <laughs> yeah. He was such a weird character, right up to becoming like the the, the, the twist reveal. I loved, <laughs> loved, loved his burgling mask. Oh yeah. They don't just give these to anyone, you know. <laughs> I have burgling skills. Yeah. Uh, why do you have that? Well, you never know. <laughs> just in case you need to burgle something. Uh, who is Bill? She's so mortal. Uh, the doctor says, you humans are so mortal, you pop like balloons. I mean, one heart? Really? I'm like, wait a minute. Sorry. Hang on. Back up. Mortal? Cool. One heart? Fine. Pop, pop like, like a, a balloon? balloon? What Whoa, are you what? doing? If you fill us with air. What were the... <laughs> and then poke us with a little... Or just fill us with thing. enough air. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, big trouble in little China, anyone? Uh, <laughs> Cyber Bill? Cybill, Cybill man. I like Cybill man. Cybill man. Cybill man. Okay. Cybill man. From here on out, we will refer to Bill as Cybill man. Except she isn't a Cyberman. Yeah. And she's presumably gone. The so. do- Well, yes, not any longer. The doctor says that all that time living under the monks taught her to hang on to herself. So oh. 
Um, so now, guys, I'm, we know why we had that terrible three episode mini arc. It's for just this. so that just just for this just for this part where Bill could hang on and and remember who she is, even <laughs> though she was upgraded into a Cyberman or alternative Cybill Man, Cybill Man, Cybill Man. Alternatively, she could have just not been a Cyberman at all. And then we wouldn't have had to have those three episodes. <laughs> no, but we could have spent those episodes doing safe. something good instead. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. If Nardole is going to kick her butt, he'll have to go back down to the hospital and find it. That, that, that was, was so that funny. Was so funny. They tried so many jokes in this uh, episode, but that was, that the was the like only the one only one that landed. Oh, what are some of the so ones funny. that didn't land? I don't remember them because they were bad. Oh, okay. Some, I don't, something about the master. The master and Missy were like, I don't know. Being friendly, and man. We're gonna we're gonna get to jokes. them in a minute. We're gonna get to them. Yeah. Uh, who is Nardole? Um, he says I should go back to blue. So remember, back. he said early. You know, one uh, one episode blue. before, there's the blue guy, and he's like, oh, you know, some of my best best bleh, some of my best friends are bluish. Uh, remember, we talked about yeah. how that was a pun on some of my best friends are Jewish or whatever. And so this one, the guy comes in and he says, oh, brilliant, you're blue. I should go back to blue. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so not only are some of your best friends bluish, but he having was. a blue person around is extra cool, extra cool. And uh, wait, you were blue once? Okay, I'm going to circle back around in just a minute. Uh, he says, <laughs> this is, this is. he says, remember the Alamo or wait. maybe not. Okay, so British listeners, did y'all get that joke? Is the, is the Alamo well known the, enough? I don't think most people out of Texas would probably get that. I got that. I got. And that. I'm not a Texan. I I got that. Even still, yeah. you so, lived okay, in so Texas. So for, for for those who are outside of Texas slash the U.S. slash the reach of that joke, the Alamo was a last stand episode in Texas history where <laughs> uh, they were you know the 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 Alamo was a. Um, was a was it a mission a fort what was it fort. Uh, I think it was a kind of British, sure. it? yeah anyways it, it was it, surrounded yeah. and it was one of these siege thing. it would make a great movie probably has made great dozens thirteen of, of them I'm yeah sure. I think yeah. I've watched a movie and uh, the the you know spoiler alert you know they all die uh, yeah. but it's like this heroic last stand where you know to a man this is where uh, oh crap who who died in this one ah coonskin cap crap um what? I don't know the guy. Um, Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Oh yeah. Didn't he, he die died. in the? Alamo? He died in his bed, I think. Yeah, he died in the Alamo, and the, the the old saying is the the stack of bodies next to Davy Crockett's bed has continued to grow over the years because <laughs> like supposedly he killed somebody from his from his own deathbed, killed someone with his famous Bowie knife. Oh. But like as the story gets retold, he killed a man, he killed five men, he killed a hundred men from his own bed, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He was like shooting off. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like he's literally he and he wasn't even dying from wounds, was he? Or like he was dying from like the gangrene of a wound or he had like tuberculosis or something no, like, like that. He, he was, but he still he was sick. killing men left and right. He All the Texans listening to our show right now are cringing, going, You guys are butchering this whole thing. Got it so suffice wrong. it yeah. to say Suffice it to say, if you were building siege works to fight on an oncoming enemy, the last thing you, you want to do remember is say, the remember the Alamo, if you mean, let's do what they did, because <laughs> they all died. They, they died heroically fighting to, you know, to the last man. But they, and but the they phrase, remember the Alamo, means remember the Alamo, how those people were all killed, and we are now avenging their deaths in yeah. this war. That's right. what remember the Alamo means, not... 
Let's do what they did. They'd be like yeah. saying, remember the 300. Like, no. <laughs> no. Bad they, plan. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the 300, it, at least they were they were like a stopgap holding off the army yeah. trying to save. You know, um, I don't think the Alamo was was necessarily trying to like hold off the army. Right. They were it was just it they, was just they a were fight. just was, waiting for battle. reinforcements. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, so at any rate, um, uh, Texas particularly Dallas residents that are within the sound of my voice. I apologize <laughs> Sorry, for, about that. for that horrible telling of, of a great point in, in us yeah, slash yeah, Texas yeah. history. Um, at any rate, uh, Nardole doesn't know where he's from. He was sort of found. Okay. Why are we getting all the backstory yeah. on him now? I feel like, you know, we were introduced to him in the first episode. Then didn't we like not see him for two solid episodes? Oh yeah, yeah. Episode two and he three. Was, like, totally dead for those two episodes. Like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Even... I'm sorry. We were reintroduced to him in episode one. We saw him in episode one of this season. But then episodes uh-huh. two and three, we saw him at the beginning of two and the end of three. Because if you remember two and three were one long adventure in two different places because between, oh, yeah. the, you know, before the boiling of the, the kettle between here and the office is all of space and time. And so Nardole leaves them as they're going to take the TARDIS from the vault to the office. And so at the beginning of episode two, we see him leaving to go up to the office. And at the end of episode three, he walks in the door, which for him has been five minutes for us has been two entire adventures that happened. But we got no real development of him as a character. He didn't go on those adventures. Eventually, he's like part of the the, the, the team show, TARDIS, yeah. and and like now we're getting all this great stuff about him, man. Like, and then he leaves this episode. Yeah, he was blue at some point. We don't know. Not only do we not know where he's from, he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know where, where he's from. from. He's a foundling. Is he a Mandalorian? We'll never know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I have a question, and I, this is both to you all. We can we can wildly speculate right now, but I also want to put this out to our listeners, and and you guys tell me your thoughts. Were they trying to insinuate that Nardole was Dorian Maldivar? Do y'all remember Dorian? So. Yeah, the, the blue guy who lost his head to the, the headless monks. Yeah, I don't think the so. blue bald guy who looks fairly a roundish like bald blue guy who was in the black market. What did we find out about Nardole in this episode? That, you can't leave me alone with the humans. I'll end up creating a black market. I know you thought those days were behind me, but give me enough time and I'll sell their own ship back to them within a couple of weeks. What? That sounded an awful lot like Dorium, didn't it? A bald, blue, roundish blue oh, yeah. guy. Like, why, why would we suddenly in the same episode, in this same episode, we get the reveal that he used to be blue and spent time building black. black markets? Yeah. Does that not And by I the way, like, by the way, by the way, a man who has lost his head multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Well, what I mean is Dorian lost his head. And then when we meet Nardol at the end of the first episode with Nardole, the Husbands of River Song, his head is removed. And put into Hydroflax. Yeah. yeah. It would be much easier to remove said head and make it part of Hydroflax if his if body been was already before. robotic when we first saw him because it was Moldavar's head. Am I crazy? That 
that actually, yeah, that does make sense. I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm kind of reaching, but why would they give us those two very specific details about him having spent time in the black market and being blue? I think it was just yeah. coincidental jokes. It was just supposed to. That's weird. That is a strange coincidence. Yeah. Because again, why would you give us. I don't think us, it was intentional, okay. but I'm not disagreeing with. The, and that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, I yeah. feel like either they were trying to insinuate that he used to be Dorian Maldivar, or what is the deal with these very weird coincidences? What is the deal? And I have never heard anybody speculate about this. I've never heard anybody talk about this. It does make me want to go research it now and go Google it and see, has anybody else thought this? And do they have either more proof or reasons why I'm wrong? I, especially the second point with the black market. Yeah. That is both not shown previously and does not appear to fit with his personality at all whatsoever. Mm. So the fact that they would mention that in the same just episode, we, out of nowhere, we have spent all of season 10 hinting at the weird, wild past of Nardol. Yeah. On purpose. Like, yeah, we're, we don't know at first he's not human. Like that's oh, not yeah. clear in the husbands of river song. Uh, we find out he's not human. We find out he is now at least mostly cybernetic, right? At least from the neck down, he's, <laughs> he's cybernetic. Um, we get little glimpses of things of like he knew this. Remember there was the voice of an AI and he knew that voice, but it was part of a different program. Um, we've gotten just weird little glimpses into his past. And it's almost, you know what it is? He's the Creed Bratton of season 10. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy that you can just... When you're sitting around in the writer's room and you think of the craziest side comment that Just somebody put, could make, put it oh, on give Nardole. that to Nardole. Give him that line, right? Oh, he's 700 and something years old. That sounds like Nardole. Oh, he yeah. used to be blue. Give that one to Nardole. Um, but you can then, start in black market. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know where I'm from. I was sort of found, you know, like, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> but then to give him the bit about the black market, uh, the black market, just... It's so out of left field. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't fit in with the other things as much as nothing else also fits in. <laughs> but to give that detail as a, an excuse for why he can't be trusted yeah. to be left alone like with humans. It also doesn't fit into the conversation they were yeah. having. It fits into the conversation they're having if this was a known fact. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe. says it like it's an established thing that we already know about mm -hmm. his character, but we've never heard it before. So it, uh, in the middle of the episode I went Wait a minute. Wait. Exactly. And I didn't, I don't remember thinking this before when I was watching it the first time. So it just suddenly went, wait a minute. When he said the blue, I was like, like the other bald blue guy. I think guy we talked about that while the episode yeah. was yeah. on. Yeah. But then you're like, and the black market. And it's like, yeah, this is weird stuff to be mentioning. Yeah. So um, then the last note on Nardole, which um, Corbin, I maybe we'll circle, let's, let's circle back around to this mm. under Corbin has feelings. Yeah. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Go go go. Drop down there and leave a note about that real quick, so we don't forget. Uh, so, who is Missy? Uh, we already talked about. Hello, I'm Doctor Who. These are my assistants. Thing one and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was not even thing one and thing two. Thing Just one and the other one. The other one. I love that via the camera we know that thing one is Bill and the other one is Nardole. Yeah. <laughs> because that's where the camera points. Um, Corbin loved the hat. We already mentioned that. Um, I love um, her line to 
Uh, the guy who we didn't know yet was blue because he was on a black and white screen. She says, you're probably handsome, aren't you? Congratulations on your relative symmetry. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, these are my disposables, exposition and comic relief. And then she, <laughs> he says, we're not functions. And she says, darling, those are your genders. What? What are we? Wait, what? does that mean? In an episode where we explicitly say that the, the, the Time Lords are billions of years beyond their genders and stereotypes yeah. with their genders apparently two of the genders that are possible are exposition and comic relief yeah that um, was that was so meta like yes that whole sequence yeah. that whole sequence that and the the bit that we mentioned earlier about cutting out you know the the bit about doctor who yeah and then i get to say the other line and all that kind of stuff um by the way was anybody else like trying to figure out why the doctor was like having snack time while all of this was going on <laughs> Like he was I'm just going yeah, down. He was eating chips. He was eating something before don't, the chips. Don't watch me while you're. That kind of seems like something chips. he would do. You know, just sit around. Actually, watching the twelfth doctor. Yeah, that checks out because he was eating the sushi when he was on stakeout. Oh yeah, yeah that so too. Wasn't there another time where he was eating? We've seen the twelfth doctor eat more food than all of the other doctors combined. Yeah. I think the closest we ever saw to nine eating was him sitting at the table with. Uh, blonde not eating. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that whole uh, that whole um, uh, sequence there? Uh, let's see. The doc, uh, the master is different than the doctor's other friends, but he doesn't know why, is what he initially says. Mm-hmm. And then actually it turns out he does. He says that more than anyone he's met, she's the only one who's remotely like him. Then we get a fantastic peek into the doctor's soul because... Uh, Missy's like, is that why you want to save her? I'm sorry. Bill says, is that why you want to try and save Missy? Is that why you want to try and make her good? Because she's so much like you. What does that say about you? Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh man, I don't, I don't know of anyone in new who maybe river, but I don't, I don't even think river comes close to the master's ability to shine a light on who the doctor truly is. Mm. Like just, Tear away all of the bull crap and the nonsense because you can't, the doctor cannot smoke screen the master. He can, mm-hmm. he can bluster and shout and, and be clever to everyone else, but not the master. The master just has this way of cutting right down to his core. Um, let's see. She's clever. And, uh, someone says she's more evil. And she says that it's the same thing <laughs> being more clever or being more evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor says it really isn't. She goes, it kind of is the same thing. No, I disagree. No, <laughs> you disagree. What? That being clever and being evil are the same. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But, but to the psychopath that is the master, that probably does seem. Like yeah, it. obviously that's true. I wrote. I simply wrote the note. She's dancing with himself. <laughs> <laughs> it got so weird in this episode. Try, yeah. and, and and some of my notes do this where the gender just kind of flips back and forth. She's dancing with himself. And then I wrote, they are so into each other. Yeah. I, it's how, so weird. I, I am so glad this episode happened because if it hadn't happened, someone would have had to have written a novel or yeah. something where Missy interacts with the Sims master or I mean the Delgado master, any of the masters. Hmm. Um, this This had to happen. Um, okay. So we get an interesting bit of, uh, recall. Remember we've talked before in time crash about, um, whenever you have, actually it wasn't just time crash. We talked about it in time crash, but in the 
other multiple Doctor episodes, we've had this reference where Missy says the two of us being together pushed the timeline out of sync. You can't retain the memories, so I don't have them. But so the, the, the farthest along person does remember them. The farthest along person remembers it from their vantage point. Yes. yes. For some reason. Um, I think it's because, okay, in universe, I don't know how you explain it. Out of universe, production level, it's the only way of saying, uh, it's the only way of explaining why the 10th Doctor doesn't remember hanging out with the yeah. 11th Doctor and why the War Doctor doesn't know who the 10th and 11th Doctors are and doesn't retain any of that. Slash, none of them retain what actually happened with the moment. Yeah. The only one who gets to remember that is the 11th Doctor moving forward because he got to be the last one to experience it. But this has happened before where multiple doctors have interacted and the only one who gets to retain their memories is the furthest one along. And I don't know how they, I don't know how or if they even explain it in universe, um, mm -hmm. except that it is a cool tool out of here. It is a cool tool. Um, the idea of the timelines being out of sync, therefore memories don't stick is, you know, it's a little hand wavy, but why it doesn't affect the most recent incarnation makes zero sense. That's just unexplained entirely. It, yeah, it's not. Or, or, or if it is, it must be explained in like the five doctors and we just haven't seen it yet. Maybe they yeah. do explain it there. Um, I don't know. So uh, let's see. Oh, then we did get a little wibbly wobbly where we're going to break the rule we just set because in the next episode um missy has a vague memory of a scary lady slamming him up against a wall and making him promise to always carry a spare dematerialization circuit so the sims master says we can't fly my tardis because the dematerialization circuit is broken but because of this very incident where missy slams the master up against the wall and says, and, and actually doesn't even say, <laughs> but tells the story of once upon a time when she slammed himself up against a wall and said, always carry a dematerialization circuit and then pulls one out of her own pocket. Like that is as wibbly <laughs> as the wobbly has ever gotten. Yeah. Because she never actually made him promise to do that. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. If yeah. if she had pulled the, the, the circuit out and then slammed him against the wall and made him promise to always carry one, that would have that would have closed the loop. Yeah. But because she never actually made him promise, now the quote vague memory is of a scary lady telling him about when a scary lady did that to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it just gets wibblier and wobblier. It's kinda but Definitely, definitely fun. This this reminded me of um, time and space where the TARDIS materialized inside of itself. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That and was the, the that was doctor from was. two minutes in the future walks through the door and says, the yellow one. And he says, the yellow one. And walks through the door and says, the yellow one. That whole sequence. Yeah. Um, again, she stabbed himself in the back. No. That was strange. <laughs> I didn't I didn't actually change up the, the, uh, the pronouns there. Let's see. She stabbed himself in the back. Um, she said she was fuzzy. Do y'all remember early on um, where she said she was fuzzy about the whole regeneration thing? Um, oh, she yeah. didn't remember regenerating into Missy. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. She said that at the beginning because the master is like, wait a minute. 
what happened? And she's like, I'm a little fuzzy about the whole regeneration thing. It turns out the reason she's fuzzy about the whole regeneration thing is because this is of the time stream memory problem thing. That makes sense. It totally makes I sense. I totally missed that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I okay. So, Missy stabs the master in the back, causing him to regenerate into her without retaining the memory of that. Right? So, she wakes up as Missy not knowing what just happened. But before that can conclude, the master shoots Missy in the back with the Sonic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is like the most bizarre instance of double murder suicide. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you call this. What do you call? Okay, so like, unfortunately, there is there is a name for this crime of murder suicide where someone kills someone and then kills themselves right that's mm-hmm. that's called a murder suicide yeah. well, what happens if in this instance killing we have a twice. murder that is suicide followed by a revenge murder Can that is a suicide <laughs> and i'm like what, what, what do we call this so it's is it is it the universe's first case of a double murder homicide i mean double murder suicide um, a double reflexive murder suicide, <laughs> self inflicted murder suicide, times two. That's more confusing. Yeah. Now, okay, I I don't know how much time we want to spend um, talking about this. Oh, all right. So so he says we both you know stabbed each other in the back. It's our perfect ending. And um, there was a note in the wikia. This is now the third time in a row. That the Sims doctor, I'm sorry, wow, the Sims master has been killed by a woman. The Sims master (laughs) has died three times and all three times at the hand of a woman because Chantho killed Yana, who was actually the Sims doctor, Uh and Lucy Saxon killed uh, the Sims master as the prime minister. Mm -hmm. And now... Missy killed the master. All right. So he calls this their perfect ending. Do we just have to chalk it up to complete and total psychopathy? Yeah. Because, okay, it's, it's, it's crazy enough. It's, it's mind bending enough to think of Missy killing the master and then regenerating into herself. Right. That's already like timey wimey enough for us to just pack up and go home. But then the master in retribution of this fact and without the ability to retain the memory so she doesn't see it coming, shoots herself in the back and he says, don't even bother regenerating. You got the full blast. So Missy kills the master knowing full well that he's going to regenerate into her. And presumably she does it in a weird sort of redemption, right? Because we can talk about, we can debate about this in the theory section. Did Missy ever really turn good? We'll debate that. Okay. But she, she kills, she, she kills himself to turn into himself, herself. She kills himself to turn into herself, but then he kills her in such a way that she's not going to regenerate. He kills a future incarnation of himself to death. 
<laughs> Missy, Do we just have to chalk this up to completely off his rocker? I, yeah. Or, just, or, or is it so completely driven by, by uh, vengeance that it doesn't matter that he's actually killing himself, that he yeah. has to kill Missy to death? Which is something you can only say about Time Lords. What kind of vengeance? Because he may be dying, but he's still going to regenerate. And he'll be fine at the end of the day. So it kind of seems like... A little bit of overkill? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kill you permanently because you sliced my arm. Also, you're a future version of me. So I'm killing myself permanently. Permanently for something that, yeah, is just bizarre. bizarre. It is bizarre. Slaps himself in the face. We'll, That's his we'll own face off. Circle again. We'll circle back around in the theory section um, to to Missy's motivation there. But who is the doctor? Holy cow! We're still trucking along here. Um, <laughs> I love I love Nardole's bit. Are you having an emotion? <laughs> yes. Look at his face. Yes, he's having an emotion. <coughs> I just love that whole bit because this has been perhaps the least emotion showing doctor yeah. that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um. And we've talked about how he really is very emotional. He just bottles it up inside like a cranky old man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Someone says, I will kill you. The doctor says, don't do that. It'll only make me mad. Again, only something that a time yeah. lord can say. Uh, oh, we, we already referenced the Venusian Aikido. Um, <laughs> the um, He says something about, I don't know, like I'm level four or whatever. And Nardole says, I thought you had to have four arms for that level. And the doctor says, I have hidden talents and hidden arms. Whoa, what? Wait, what? 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 You have multiple. uh, I'm sorry, not multiple. Most people have multiple arms. You have more than two (laughs) arms? I was not aware of this, doctor. Where are the hidden arms? In fact, I have multiple arms. (laughs) What? Whoa, how long have you been keeping this from me, son? Uh, Let's see. There's always a scary thing with you, isn't there? (laughs) There's always a scary thing when the doctor's involved. Yes, indeed. Um, I, the, was it Missy that said, I always love it when he's Mr. Volcano. <laughs> he's just sort Probably. of seething inside. I think that was Missy. I don't know. Um, let's see. The doctor says, okay, this, this is one of 12's great speech moments. I do what I do because it's right. It's decent. And above all, it's kind. Just that it's kind. Who I am is where I stand. It's where I stand. It's where I fall. So where the doctor if you want to know who the doctor is, you see who the doctor is by where he stands and where he falls. So protecting all of these innocent people from arguably a overdone uh, plot line here, uh, the doctor takes his last stand with these people. All he's ever wanted, speaking of the stand, all he's ever wanted is for the master to stand with him. Mm-hmm. And again, we have we have one of these moments here. And uh, apparently th- that's just not going to happen here. <laughs> he loves being surrounded. It means everyone's looking at him. That's <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, we're surrounded. I love being surrounded. It means everyone's looking at me. All right. <laughs> but bit of a uh, spotlight hog there. Yeah. Uh, then we have the return of without hope, without witness, without reward. A reference all the way back to extremis. Only an extremis. Uh, then we have his line, I'm not a doctor, I'm the doctor, the original, you might say. I'm sure Jared will have uh, more to say about that. Uh, we've we've talked about that before, I believe. Yeah. Uh, why did we see Clara in the flashback? You shouldn't remember Corbin, her. Corbin brought this up and I didn't even catch it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, we can remember Clara. He just saw a blank wall. Something. 
Maybe a faceless person or something. He, he doesn't, wouldn't have seen the do- uh, Clara. It, you know, it would have made more sense if we had a flash of the back of Clara's head in front of a chalkboard. Or something. That would have made more sense from, from Heaven mm. Sent. But yeah. he's not supposed to remember her, so why did he? He's only supposed point? to remember that a person like that existed. Yeah, that so he's like, missing someone or something. So. Why? Um, and then he doesn't want to change, not ever again. I'm tired of being someone else. So this is um, this is like very much going back to Tennant. Um, he even said, I don't want to go at, at, at one point in sort of his regeneration. Uh, he, he, at the very end, Bill's gone. He starts up the regeneration cycle and then Jared's going to cover him spouting off um, some previous regeneration lines. Um, but one of them he said was, uh, I don't want to go. To which I was like, oh. And Corbin was like, Grr. So Speaking of, Corbin has feelings about Nardole. Honestly, just overall, <laughs> I'm unhappy with some of the ways this episode ended. Okay. But really, I just hate that they completely left Nardole on that <laughs> ship to fight these Cybermen. And we've already proven that this is like pretty much a fruitless task. Pretty much just a stopgap. They did so much to go up one level or whatever. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, three or four levels, yeah. And every time they go up, it's going to get harder and harder to make it up another level. And not only that, but it seems to me that they're fighting the battle backwards. Because... They should be taking the fight to them? No, 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 no. I mean, as far as the time dilation. Because oh. there's there's a little bit of a line about this defeat that they're going to, to suffer because the doctor is going to blow a bunch of them up is going to knock them back for a little while and they'll have to regroup. We've already established the fact that if they, if they fell back and decided to go all the way back down to 1056, they have all the time in the world compared to floor 507. Yeah. So, or 507. Two or wherever it was that they ended up when they when they went up. Mm-hmm. So again, it seems to me that they're fighting the time dilation idea backwards because as they go up, even though they only went up a few floors, it doesn't matter. Those few floors still represent a huge chunk of time yeah. in the time dilation. So <clears throat> them going up, maybe they get a reprieve for what a week if the Cybermen take a couple of years to regroup. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess. Like, like we said, Nardole, Nardole has his chipper little line. I'm sure I'll figure something out. Really? In one really? Week. That's what, okay. Like, that's what we're going to leave Nardole with is for the rest of your life, you're going to be fighting off these Cybermen and it gets harder every time. And the worst part is they left with the TARDIS. So right. he so gets he back up no to the top. To and yeah, he has no way out. He is no yeah. way off of this ship. And they just I don't, I don't even think his plan is to ever get back to the top to get to the TARDIS. His is I don't, to I don't stay think away? that's the plan. Yeah. Then why not go down? It would literally, it would be easier to spend the rest I, of your life running from them than running I, like I don't know. I don't think he has a good option here. Because he got left. Yeah. It, it kind of is the Alamo. It kind of is just like 
hold out as long as you can, but you got nowhere to go, so you're probably going to die. Take out as many of them as you can. Such an awful ending for this character because he's like, well, he's the goofy comic relief and they keep making jokes. And then it ends with him being stranded in a hopeless, fruitless situation where he's going to fight until he dies. And you're like, why is this the send off we got for this character? (laughs) Nardal deserved more. Uh, Corbin, you said uh, generally the ending you, you weren't happy with. Did you want to cover any more of that? Or <laughs> uh, Bill. I also, yeah, Bill. Like, but whatever. Not Bill, but that water lady. I don't even remember what her name is. Oh, but um, yeah. I know it's meant to the be pilot. like, yeah, the pilot. I know it's meant to be like bookends of the season, but I it really is, yeah. don't know why they brought back this character. Uh, it, it was cool to see her again, I mean, but like, whatever. It was a neat bookend because she promised, yeah. and now she's fulfilling that promise. Yeah. Um, but it, it, Corbin, you hit the nail on the head. It was a little Deus Ex Machina where she shows up, and and you know, for a moment, it's like it's almost like the Ancient One in Doctor Strange, where she just sort of pulls Bill out of the Cyberman body. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> what happened was she transformed her. So she didn't just like pull her her spirit out. She's she transformed Bill's essence into whatever it is that the pilot is. Yeah. So now they're the same type of being. And I'm like, how much what? power does this thing wield? That it can transform an upgraded human into a Cyberman into one of her. Yeah. That's why and then just turn everybody into one of her. Yeah, why not? Right? But then also saves the doctor. Gets them back to the TARDIS. So it was not even the Doctor that really got out of this mess. No. In the fact, Doctor died there, basically. The Doctor yeah. died. Only doctor he falls. got out of the mess. Nardole is stuck to fend off those villagers for the rest of time. Right. And I just... He didn't do anything, like, at the end of this episode. It was all this lady coming in with... Just bizarre power that have okay. been suddenly gifted upon her. Worse, uh, worse Deus Ex Machina. The pilot returning, or Bill's heretofore unknown mother saving the day in the monk's story. Which one was worse? The mother. That was. I, that me too. Was so I feel almost like a hypocrite because I know in that episode we were saying, "Oh, if only they built up her mom a little bit more," and they've well, kind of done that with this character. But they, no. No, because we haven't seen her. It was a callback. So at least there was something. At least. There was something something. to grasp at. The most we had about her mom was that her mom died once. Yeah. Like, that was the most we ever had. You saw a picture of her that one time. At least we were bookending this one. At least. What you pointed out, though, were like, she starts out as a pilot Uh of a ship or something. And maybe in those constraints, it makes sense that she can, like, teleport. But then... She can just transform matter itself. It's like, where is this power coming from? Her power is just exponentially yeah. growing. Right, because as the as the pilot, what we discovered, didn't we discover that she kind of was the ship? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, she, she was a liquid ship, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So because she is a liquid ship and she can turn into anything she wants to, therefore she can turn anything else? It, that's like saying... Um, I can, I can produce tears. That means so I, can I can turn, turn you into tears. You into tears. Like yeah. that does, no, no, no. What? That's not how abilities work. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a little deus ex machina, especially for a season finale. But I mean, 
Like you had to, you had to have something. So the doctor gets a, a, a heroic sacrificial death. And um, are we going to call this one a needless sacrificial death? Yeah. First of all, I don't know why he had to be there. They just said, that's or you have to be there. What I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, so that's strange. Why isn't this thing able to communicate between floors? Yeah. Hey, was anybody else confused thinking that Bill was the one who shot the doctor? Yeah. Because there was a Mondasian yeah. Cyberman that showed up out of nowhere. Every other Cyberman was a Cybus model Cyberman, the, the new who version that we're used to, until the one that shot him showed up. Which was which the was one, Mondasian. the only other one that we've seen so far was Bill. And I was like, did Bill just kill the doctor? Yeah, like, like I thought it was going to be like the Cyberman took over for a moment of weakness or something. But nope, it doesn't seem to be the thing at all. Yeah. So random. So, and that just random. reminded me of oh something boy. else. So the episode starts out where Blue Guy is like, they're right. searching the ship for humans. Right. And they're turning, well, they'll taking them downstairs to eventually be turned into the Cybermen. Right. But then we find out the ship wasn't full of humans. It was full of Mondasians. And they are, for some reason, taking humans, but not anyone else. Mm. That felt like okay. the way to get Bill off the bridge. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out to Jared. Jared, help us out here because... The, the whole thing with Mondas goes back mm-hmm. to the 10th planet, which was the first Doctor's last story as well as the mm. very first Cyberman story. It's the origin. It's, it's our first encounter with the Cybermen, and it is on a planet. The reason they, the story is called the 10th planet is because Mondas is Earth's twin planet, which has fallen out of orbit. And I don't know what they mean by twin. I don't know how far that goes, except that when you saw, remember when we saw the picture of it, it looked like Earth very much. And so I don't know if it, the the implication is that Mondas is Earth's twin and is therefore inhabited by humans. Like, was there some point at which humans went to Mondas or are we twins so much so that humans evolved on both. Like, I don't, I don't know, but that's the basic idea though, is that Mondas is, is occupied, populated by humans. That's my understanding. Mm. Okay. And unfortunately, I think that that story, the 10th planet is a lost story. It's one that Mm. got erased or whatever. It seems kind of strange though, that every time we would see the Mondasians, it's like, eventually they just turn into these Cybermen. Because in this story, this is a ship completely unrelated to the planet. It is a colony ship that is meant to be inhabited by these people. And then you put a few of them on the ship, speed it up so it's been like a couple hundred years, and eventually they just become Cybermen. That is the end point for Mondasians. The the end point for all people. Yeah, that's the thing is he makes a statement in this episode that is supposed to function as a bit of a retcon. Like, why do we have such vastly different versions of Cybermen? Right? We've got the Mondasian Cybermen. We have later classic Who Cybermen. We have new Who Cybermen. We have different versions of new Who Cybermen. And we have already encountered Cybermen from different planets. We've encountered Cybermen from different universes that evolved on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so the idea is supposed. What he said is it's parallel evolution, or as the Brits say, evolution. Evolution. And so the idea is, yeah, Cybermen, much like Thanos and Donald Trump, <laughs> are inevitable. That given enough time and technology, Cybermen happen. That's which, just what happens. You know, that's a fair which statement. Is, by the way, that's that's the same in the Terminator franchise. Yeah. Skynet mm-hmm. is inevitable. Yeah. It, it always happens it's in every version point. of the future or whatever. And, you know, it makes sense, especially if on every single planet they looked the same or something, that'd be absurd. But the fact yes. that they look different, it's not, they not are only, Cybermen. They're turning robots. into robots. Not only, it's do, people they, becoming not only robots. do they look different, but if you guys remember, we've talked about some of the inconsistencies with the Cybermen that sometimes they are like a human encased in metal. Right, that happened with uh, Craig, right? Yeah, he was yeah. full body encased in a Cyberman suit, but then this one, it's they like presumably just took her brain out and stuck it in the robot. I don't know, but, but then there was like her head. human eyes behind the right. thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is like there have been various tellings of of the way you get upgraded into a Cyberman. There was one episode, and might have been the one in Pete's world, Pete's universe, where it seemed like. They cut the top of your head off, pull your brain out, and stick it in a Cyberman. That's the way it seemed. Yeah. Um, so again, it's it's you know parallel evolution, um, retcon. Shut up and eat your popcorn. Hey guys, news in the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, like they do, here's what you can do. We do, we do. Corbin just looked at me <laughs> with so much anticipation, like what's about to happen here. Um, head on over to noobsinthehoobian.com/slash support. And you can find lots of different ways you can support us. Buy something from Amazon. It doesn't affect your price, but it uh, gives us a little bit of help. You can, um, and that includes, by the way, turning on your BritBox subscriptions. Make sure that you use our banner when you go to do that. That includes Google Fi. It includes any other links that we have there, including uh, Patreon. But don't go to Patreon. That's a fool's game. Just click on the PayPal button and then check the little box that says make this monthly because then more of your support goes to us, your very favorite podcast and we'll go ahead and honor the patreon levels five dollars a month you'll get a shout out on the show and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and honor that even if you send it through uh the patreon thing i'm sorry the paypal thing um if you sign up to do that and don't hear a shout out on the show send us an email let us know and and one of two things has happened we didn't get a notification that you signed up or uh the wibbly wobbliness of our recording schedule hasn't caught up yet (laughs) <laughs> and so we may have already shouted you out, but you just haven't heard the episode yet. So uh, it's uh, summertime, which means all the more wibblies and wobblies. So that brings us down to our classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared has to tell us this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for both episodes, The World Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls, the two-parter uh, series finale here for C- series 10. Uh, and... Uh, obviously with the Cybermen, keeping up that tradition of ending with Cybermen, um, we we have a lot of, we have a number of, of, of Classic Who connections, and it was really cool to see the evolution uh, with the early Mondasian uh, Cybermen, because uh, they're from Mondas, uh, so Mondasian Cybermen, and um, they they were really close. Uh, uh, costumes were really close to those original Cybermen, which frankly looked like, um, you know, hey, we've got to play with no budget 
uh, at school and we've got to come up with a, a futuristic uh, space robot. Uh, how do we do that? Well, let's get the silver uh, cloth and put them in silver cloth with stocking caps over their faces or something. So anyway, uh, that was the, the, the early Cybermen, as you've seen. Well, if, you're, if you've been following, the, you, you saw them uh, when we did the classic Who Rewind for the second Doctor. Um, but anyway, I, I appreciated that they went back to that and, and showed kind of the, the evolution from there. So that is the serial that they're seeing is the, the 10th planet. Unfortunately, uh, an episode from that serial is lost. Uh, you won't find the 10th planet on BritBox, but it is on the DVD collections and the final uh, uh, episode that's lost there. The, I think it's the fourth one. Uh, the it, it is redone in animation so uh it's recreated there so they they can you can actually go see it um so and that's also the regeneration serial from the first to the second doctor uh which is interesting how it picks up uh at the very end of of the doctor falls uh with the first doctor kind of recreating those scenes um or at least argus filch is recreating those scenes for the first doctor uh, so, moving on though, uh, the doctor did some uh, Venusian Aikido, uh, and that was a specialty of the third doctor. Uh, he was, remember, he's the James Bond doctor, so he had uh, the the judo chops or Aikido chops there, uh, 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 special abilities. Um, but then it was called Venusian Karate, so we've we've evolved, we've we've gotten a little more diverse in our understanding of what to call it, I guess. But. Um, so the master mentions that he uh, loves disguises, and he has used disguises in the past. And the first time we see that is in The Terror of the Autons, another classic Who Rewind episode or, or serial that we did. Uh, the Doctor talks about the Cybermen evolving naturally on many different planets. Uh, now, these locations are at least talked about in in most of them in Classic Who. Uh, some obviously happened in New Who, so they weren't talked about, but they're talked about in Classic Who, but we don't see it. So Mondas, for example, was it was only talked about. Uh, they did go through that, put that in a story, how they evolved on Mondas uh, in, in an audio story, uh, one of the um, uh, big big something audio production anyway it, 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 big finish that's it big finish audio uh, productions but we don't see that on tv telos that was seen in a book or, or that that evolution happened in a book uh but marinus uh that was in a comic also so that's them but we do see them evolve in planet 14 that was uh, or, or on planet, sorry, on planet 14. Um, that was in the serial The Invasion. Uh, and so that was, that. that's kind of the one classic who where we see them evolving. And, uh, you know, it, it really sets this idea that the, um, the, the Cybermen, you know, the, the sets it into canon that the Cybermen are humans, and there are reasons that humans have uh, made themselves more machine-like, and eventually it, it goes to uh, a Cyberman, um, you know, ending there. 
um, culmination evolution there. And then he talked about Earth, uh, and uh, that was, of course, we did see that in New Who and the Rise of the Cybermen. Now, also a list of Cybermen, uh, classic Cybermen episodes. The Doctor, as he's killing the Cybermen, uh, is recounting his various victories over the Cybermen, which to me is much more exciting because we did see those uh, in in uh, in the, on TV. Uh, so Telos, that was the Tomb of the Cybermen, which again, classic Who Rewind. If you watched along with Noobs and the Whovian, you saw that one. Uh, Voga was the Revenge of the Cybermen. Planet 14, again, that was the invasion. And then he talks about Canary War from the moon, which is, of course, New Who. Now, Missy talked about when the fourth Doctor fell to his death. That was in Legopolis, uh, which is, I think, a classic Who Rewind coming up. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, and the, the tower there, the wooden tower structure, is very, very similar, if not the same thing if they kept it all this time or at least a direct copy um of of the tower you'll see where the the fourth doctor falls uh, and so then uh, the doctor wakes up in the tardis and i think he they have him they, they have a bunch of uh of, of his past regenerations. He's quoting uh, in a row a bunch of past regenerations. Most of it makes sense with him kind of like regaining consciousness and figuring out what's going on and what what ha- what happened, where he is again. Uh, but, but he wakes up and the first thing he says is, Suntarans perverting the course of human history. And this is exactly what the fourth doctor said after he woke up from his regeneration. So from the third to the fourth in the, the serial robot. And so that's that's what the doctor says upon waking. And so that was fun that uh, if you're going to quote past doctors and he's just woken up from a semi-coma, how long do you have to be out for to qualify as a coma? Anyway, um, so after just waking up there and, and trying to figure out what's going on again, where he is. So that's it for the Classic Who Connections. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed these two. Uh, I thought... Um, I liked how they took their time with the story. I didn't feel like they were stretching it at all, like trying to make it into a two-parter. I felt like they they did a good job of uh, working it through very well. So, um, and there were there were things. Oh, I loved seeing the classic Cybermen. Uh, I I have a fondness for them, even though I like, of course, the new Who Cybermen look a lot cooler, and those suits are. Uh, much much more accurate for a robot uh, there, but liked seeing the classic ones and liked what they did with the Master and, and having the Master and Missy. I mean, I think that's the first time that's ever been done. I don't... I, I, I didn't find any reference to Classic Who. I don't remember seeing anything in Classic Who. It's always been multiple Doctors, but multiple Masters. That was kind of fun. Uh, so that was... Uh, that was great to see too. The story, I thought the story was okay, you know, but uh, I, I liked a lot of the stuff that they put into it. Uh, and, and so that's why I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10 uh, double murders of the master. And uh, I'm just going to leave it there because if you talk about that one too much, it could get really dark. Uh, so real quick. So maybe you guys already have, who knows? And creep levels, I didn't really think anything was that creepy. Maybe I'm forgetting something at this point, um, but uh, I, I'm giving it. Uh, well, the doctor was kind of creepy. The doctor that you know was turning people into Cybermen, uh, so that was kind of creepy there. So uh, you know, I, I'll give it. 
I'll give it a hundred uh, for the creepy doctor and probably a couple other things I'm forgetting. So that's all I've got. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. Thanks, Jared. Um, I think what you're looking for was 8.5 out of 10 double inflexive murder suicides. I mean, duh. That, no, that is like that's obviously what what you would call that. I mean, Ab- like, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so Wait. that brings us down to our overall ratings trip. What do you got? Um, I think I'm gonna go a little higher than Jared. I my only problem was the ending, like all about it. Basically, <laughs> none of that, none of that should happen. But whatever, they just kind of ran out of time. So I'm gonna go nine out of ten doomed Nardles. Doomed Nardles. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. I can't quite go nine. I, you know what? Here's the thing. If you took this story, chop off the last couple of minutes of it and put it in like in the middle of the series and don't make it a series finale and a companion send off, a double companion send off, a lead into a regeneration, put all that baggage and weight on it. That's mm-hmm. by the way, I think that's the problem that y'all are having with the ending. Is that there was so much to do, and we just kind of were like, throw them away. <laughs> the pilot at it. Nah, it'll work. Um, it was it was too much to wrap up, even though it was a two parter. Mm-hmm. It was just so much ground to cover. So I think if it were not, I might go even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I'm gonna give it um, eight out of ten cyber tears. <laughs> cyber tears. Yeah, that can heal a time lord. Obviously, I didn't like the ending either. Nardole was unsatisfying ending. Bill's was strange and really weird. And Missy just kind of died. And Oh yeah, that was lame. That was barely a proper send-off. She just like got killed. No one saw it except for the master, and he's not gonna remember it. So she's just laying on the ground dead. Oh, I didn't even think about the the doctor didn't know any of that happened. Yeah, the doctor just doesn't doesn't even know. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say seven out of ten weird Cyberman masks. Weird Cyberman masks. Um, creep factor. I don't. I, I Razor was a little creepy at the beginning. That nurse was kind of creepy. Like 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 mm-hmm. Jared said, the whole sequence downstairs at the beginning was kind of creepy, but not yeah. really. Not yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give it like twenty five out of five hundred creep levels. I mean, it just really was not. It was it was action. It was comedy. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a lot of creep out of it. Um, I think I'm gonna go a little bit higher than that because, like, okay. when when the doors were like opening up and the weird dude stepped out and they're just like carrying the oh, like whatever, like, like they, they came wheeling out, had no face essentially. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I'm gonna go like like a fifty. Like, we we talked about this while we were watching it. They did a mm-hmm. fantastic job of evolving the Cybermen in front of our yeah. eyes. Yeah, like from one scene good. to the next, you got closer and closer. Even down to Razor saying, "Oh, I like the hats. I'm gonna ask for a hat when it's my turn." Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, Ooh, Corbin, what spooky. about your uh, creep factor? Creep level. I liked the volume thing. The where the it's like thing? oh. Is not stopping oh, the pain. Yeah. pain. Cutting off the volume. Pain. I was like, pain. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. But I don't know. Even they turned still. The, she turned the volume up on the one and he said, kill me. Yeah. Kill me. Why is it a button they have? Uh, yeah. Where exactly is the kill me button on a Cyberman? 
So yeah. I'm going to say uh, 25 as well, though. All even, right. even still. So that brings us down into our theories. Let's see how we did. How does Bill leave? Trip said she dies, sacrificing herself to save the universe. Mm. Which kind of. Corbin said about 20 like she, people on a colony ship. I mean, that's what she she thought she was dying for, but yeah. not really. She definitely sacrificed herself to. Let me ask you, how did she? Okay. She, she just kind die. of stayed well, there. Did she? Yeah. She so didn't the, die. So my question was. How does Bill leave? And I was trying desperately not to lead the witness because I remembered her getting a hole blown in her chest. I didn't remember it happening five minutes into the first of the two-parter. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I also didn't remember her flying away with the pilot. Didn't remember that at all. I remember her getting killed and turning into a Cyberman. That's all I remembered. Yeah. Um, So are we going to say she didn't die? We're not going to count her being transmogrified from a Cyberman into whatever she is now, whatever the pilot is, the liquid ship. We're not going to count that as a death. No, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think that's a death. So, so you guys both said she's dead. Yeah. At one point, Trip was like, or was it Corbin? One of y'all said, no, no, no. It was Jared. Was it Jared who said she's just going to leave? Yeah. Jared said, Missy uses her as a pawn to escape and that will drive Bill to quit the TARDIS. At one point, one of the two of y'all said she's going to get a life and leave the doctor behind. That that was Corbin. That was Corbin? I guess. Before we met That was early, early on. Yeah, that that was before we even met Missy. Yeah, Missy wasn't back yet. Kind of, that's what happened because she like got a girlfriend and went off to explore (laughs) the universe. Yeah, but But she also thought the doctor was dead. It's not like she got her degree. Yeah. At university. No. <laughs> she she didn't go off to live a normal time traveler life. Yeah. like the doctor. Like she the she got offered yeah. the chance to live just a normal life or go off and explore. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to say, so she didn't sacrifice herself. I mean. She was about to kind of. She thought sorted. she was going to, but. She was kind of trying to save the doctor, but like, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. I don't there. know. She was just there with she the She was doctor. just going to stay there for yeah. some reason. So. Maybe she was going to sacrifice herself to save the doctor, not necessarily the universe, but deus ex machina, boom, bang, bang. She didn't have to save herself. I mean, save the doctor and sacrifice herself. She just kind of got a free pass. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, is Missy turning good? So I'm going to change that question and ask you boys, did she turn good? Yes. Because at the very end, she was leaving to go join up with the doctor when the master killed her. Was she? Her last I think thought. That was the that's what she was doing, wasn't uh, it? That's why she Oh, yeah, she said, him. I'm going to go stand with him. Which Didn't makes she? that no. sequence even more dumb. Even more sp- because okay, before she tragic. Could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or dumb. Before she could if even I'm turn good. Juliet is dumb. Sure. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little dumb, the fact that they both. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Wait for our spinoff episode. Uh, spinoff podcast, uh, The Noobs and the Shakespearean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. are, are you the Shakespearean? I, I have no idea in this context. Corbin no. is. <laughs> I've read Romeo Moving and right along. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. but, so did yeah. she turn good? Okay, so Trip, you said yes, because her last thought was she's going to go stand with the doctor. So you think that the doctor genuinely turned Missy to good, which... I think since the start of this episode, it's been forming in her mind to stay with him. And when she said no to the doctor, it was just to go regenerate herself. That's the only reason so she didn't stay with him. the only reason she sort of 
uh, turn like uh, uh, betray the doctor no. was to get alone with the master to kill him. Yes, okay. I think that that, that's it, the only yeah. reason. Okay, so a and little then bit, she was uh, she was going to weird self sacrifice. Yeah, kind of. Huh? Yeah, because I mean they went off to those transports and immediately she stabbed him and left to go back to be with the doctor and then get shot. Right. So I think she wanted to make sure she got away. And when she whacks the master. <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the episode, I feel like she was Weirdest kind of mafia hit ever. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she was kind of becoming good. Did she turn good in the course of this episode, or were her tears at the end of the last it episode? Develop- it was a developing thing. Yeah. This episode, or do you think it Even was developing prior to now? Ever and- since she got out of the vault. Yeah, I I'm of the opinion that in the last episode she was turning good and that yeah. her tears at the end were genuine. And she finally decided, cause remember the doctor said, all I ever wanted was for you to stand with me. And she said, that's all I ever wanted to. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. she left him anyway. Anyway, I think you're right. Trip. I think she left she specifically to take herself to out, finish the deed, take and himself then... out. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I think, I think that this whole season has been really that it has been turning Missy, and that um, that it that it succeeded, even even though tragically the doctor never gets to find that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that just kind of sucks. I was even wondering because you remember at the start of the episode with the really dumb sequence with the fight scene between the two masters and the doctor, where mm. it's like shot all weird and whatnot, uh-huh. and he he has this line of like, "Oh, and I got knocked over onto the computer, <laughs> the freaking super <laughs> fast typing." Or, <laughs> That was great. so strange. I was wondering if maybe even Missy she intentionally did that. Did that. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Could, but yeah, they I, never said anything. Like I am that. going to forget about could be. I'm going to say that's definitely, that's what, definitely happened what happened because happened. that fits into my theory. Oh, that was so dumb though. With him, like quickly <laughs> typing yeah, into the computer. Like with his hands all sideways and crooked and like, you know, his face was on half of the keyboard. He's like clickety clackety. <laughs> and it's like, and he was like, what was he doing? Like are reprogramming you a supercomputer or something? And they yeah. didn't notice to that? Add one yeah. variable. Change. Oh, right, yeah, to change oh, yeah. the heart count from one to two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you um, Let's see. So um, what's up? Uh, we, we talked last week. What's up with the Sims Master returning? Because holy crap, next time. We have decided that here on the Noobs and the Whovian, we are done watching done the that. next time, except that I then remembered I don't think that they do that anymore. I think starting with 13, they stopped doing next time. But if they do, we're not going to watch them anymore because that was they so, completely so ruined... Two things. If that happened five minutes in, totally right, yeah, fine sure, with that. Fine, right. but, but they completely ruined a fantastic double twist reveal that it was A, the Cybermen, and B, the Master. Because we knew going in, both of those things were going to happen. Brilliant yeah. double twist that happened, by the way, simultaneously. Yeah. Simultaneous double Under twist that was brilliantly it. pulled off. Yeah. And like Corbin said, he was like, no, I think I would have figured it out once Razor said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but at that point, he was five seconds from pulling off his mask and revealing yeah. he was the master. Like, it would have been a great reveal that you would have gotten at some point during that scene, which you is where you're gotten. supposed to get it. Not the week before. Yeah. So that ticked me off. However, so because of that, we asked the question, what's up with the Sims master returning? Trip said... He's the master and Missy never was. Which would have been amazing twist. That but... would have been fantastic. Um... Let's see. Corbin says the next story is a simulation 
So the Sims master is a part of the simulation. That would have been great if Mm -hmm. Missy had had to face off in the ultimate test against the master as part of the simulation. The the damage that she was doing. Except that Corbin's kind of right. It wasn't a simulation. It was a test, test. not a simulation. And here's the thing. If your theory was the next story is not just a test, it's a simulation. And the doctor throws the master in as the ultimate test of Missy. If you pull out of there simulation and the doctor did it, you're still kind of yeah. right. That was it became the ultimate was. test of the of Missy yeah. because and she had she to face up with the master. Until she died. Anyway. Yeah. So anyways, guys, the game plan. Next week, we are covering, wait for it, the last Christmas special as yet ever aired from oh. Doctor Who. The next one's New Year's or yeah, the next one is is New Year's. I think the uh, one after that's like I think there's been two New, New Year's, Year's New Year's specials, and um, so far, yeah, that's that's all we all we've had um, with with Chibnall's time. So we are covering as yet the last Christmas special ever, Twice Upon a Time. After that, we are, as I mentioned, I think last week, we're a bit iffy as of recording today. Series 13's release date hasn't been announced, so if we stick with the current schedule. We'll be ready to cover Series 13 live on December 12th. So if they announce that it's not coming out until after that date, awesome. We're just going to stick with the schedule. However, we have to assume that that's not the timeline because I'm betting November. I'm betting November, maybe October, but I have no reason to think that other than just gut intuition. So we're going to strip away all the timey-wimeys. We're going to strip away the master plan. Um, so that we would be ready to cover series 13 live starting November 7th. Okay. So that's like our worst case scenario plan. So as soon as they announce it, then we will, we will adjust accordingly and we will work everything out. Don't worry. We are still going to cover the master plan. If we, I decided this, this week, if let's say we go for the worst case scenario, we don't do any more timey wimeys or master plans so that we can catch up. We catch up, then we'll finish the master plan. Yeah. And I have a plan for moving past series 13. I have a plan that I'm, that I'm working on. I have wheels within wheels within wheels, boys, contingencies upon contingencies. <laughs> We're going to work it out. So that being said, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just tease something. Let me just tease. Let me just throw out a little teaser, a little teaser. Wet okay. the old whistle, maybe. Now I've built it up too much. I thought that was drinking alcohol, right? It, it's, it's, it's anything. It's, I can wet my whistle with Dr. Pepper if I want to. <laughs> sure. Anywho, just a, kind of a question, right? What would be your favorite episode from the Ninth Doctor? What would be your favorite episode from the Tenth Doctor? What would be your favorite episode from the Eleventh Doctor? What about your favorite from the Twelfth Doctor? And heaven help us, we haven't even seen yet your favorite episode from the Thirteenth Doctor. But what would it be if you are actually caught up? What would that be? Let me just throw that out there. And, and then... Ask Jared for all of his maybe classic later, maybe, ideas. Maybe later on. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's a poll or maybe. Like a, a survey or you know, a questionnaire type something. of. I don't know. Throw it out to our Patreon subscribers. Ooh. Hey, guys. Noobs in the Whovian is a. Hey, by the way, I kind of I kind of threw this out there last time. Become a Patreon or slash PayPal supporter while you can. 
<gasps> Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. And your production editor is that other guy. I'm Corbin. That'd be a thing one and the other one. Special thanks to <laughs> TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connections. And shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at NoobsInTheWhovian.com where you can find links to our social media, our email, our Patreon, our uh, support page, all of those things, as well as a big old fat subscribe button because wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trey. And, and we're, we're the, the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, guys, but always be amazing. Goodbye.